0: Log Talk Radio. Welcome to the Natural Running Network. My name is Richard Diaz, and what I hope to do is introduce you to some amazing athletes and luminaries from the sports science community. And what has come to be expected, I'll provide some highly opinionated rants on all aspects of endurance sports and my current favorite, obstacle course racing. But before I get started, I want to give a shout out to Human Octane. If you're the kind of person who pushes the limit, then you've got to check out Human Octane Apparel, training and racing apparel designed by OCR athletes, and these guys just get it. Everything they make dries lightning fast, has zippered pockets, is abrasion resistant in high contact areas without bulky padding. I've gotten to know these guys, and trust me, they're going to out-innovate the competition when it comes to OCR gear. Check them out at humanoctane.com. Now sit tight, grab a cup of coffee, and let's do this. Yeah, I know. Every now and then I've got to bring Hunter out of the closet, bring him on the live to talk about stuff. But it's been a while since we talked to him, and he's been really busy in the last few months, and he's been very successful. And I know a lot of you folks are curious to hear it from his mouth, how things went. So I want to start out by, first of all, thanking you, Hunter, for coming on. Say something, Hunter.
1: Hey, don't, don't put it that way. Like I'm, a, I'm like a bad interviewer or something. <laughs> all right, so, yeah. geez. I think, I think I'm I think of a, a valuable talk. You know, I think people, you know, you could interview all the people you want in the world, to, you know, for your jogging podcast, but every once in a while you need a good spicy person on there to kind of mix things up a little bit.
0: So you're that guy?
1: Okay, I so. I figure. I let, figure. Let, I think the whole sport's full of a bunch of vanilla and you need a little bit more spice in it.
0: <laughs> let me start over by saying we are so fortunate to have Mr. Spicy himself, Hunter McIntyre, on our <laughs> podcast. <with> Aha! <laughs> <his name.
1: laughs> That's exactly, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. Yeah, all right.
0: So, talk to me, Mr. Spicy. You did Tough Mudder X first time <laughs> out, new format. How'd you feel that went down?
1: Uh, I think it. I, honestly, I think it's great. Um, I have been spending the entirety of my career lifting weights uh, and really just holding on to the fact that. Someday I might go professional in CrossFit or someday obstacle course racing might wise up to the fact that the short course is going to be our saving grace of like, you know, getting us to the next level. And uh, this is the year. Last year they introduced the short, uh, short course championships and OCR world championships. And this year they introduced TMX with Tough mutter and, I, you know, we have short course nationals and, and it's going around the world. So it's a big impact. So with CMX coming into play and them inviting all these incredible athletes, whether they were Olympians, top-level CrossFitters, the best American Ninja Warrior athletes or people such as Ryan Lindsay uh, and myself and a couple of the other big OCR names like Coretta Coffin, uh, you know, it, it, was an amazing event. I don't think I've ever been or seen uh, an event that has such a big talent pool that's so diverse. And uh, to me, it's really, really cool to kind of cross pollinate those things because everybody wants to know like who's better, who's fitter, the CrossFitters or the OCR athletes. And who who's a tougher Olympian, the rowers or the runners, you know, all that kind of stuff. So. I thought it was an amazing opportunity, and it's going to really kind of project us in an awesome direction.
0: All right, so let me ask you, what do you think, uh, having been through that experience, would you lend yourself to be titled OCR, or would you lend yourself to be titled CrossFit?
1: That event?
0: No, I mean as an athlete. That,
1: that Oh, myself? Oh, no, I'm still an obstacle course racing athlete. I'm still by far an obstacle course racing athlete. I I love training functional fitness, weightlifting, strongman type stuff, but, you know, I, I still spend like, you know, 15 hours a week out on the trails. And, and uh, you know, I still got a big heart on for going after the world championship distances and, you know, being part of the championship series. And, uh, you know, I don't think... I'm gonna. I'm quite ready to transfer out of this thing because it keeps on getting more badass every year.
0: Okay, so you did Tough Mudder X. You took home the bacon, uh, yep. which which is really amazing in my mind. The fact that there's coming to be some decent money in the sport. Do you feel like that's going to be a trend? Do you feel like the pressure from Tough Mudder is going to lend over towards Spartan and maybe they're going to start to bust their purse out?
1: I think if Tough Mudder keeps on putting up these big cash prizes, it's going to cripple Spartan races, participant numbers in the pro field, because you just can't compete with the fact that Tough Mudder has, has probably with just first places alone, you got 25 grand for um, the toughest, with a five grand bonus on top of each one of those if you hit the mileage mark. So that's 50 grand that Atkins made. Almost or forty grand, and then you got World's Toughest mutter where they forked out a hundred k last year for the winning team, and you got twenty five thousand places um, for TMX. I mean, that is a huge chunk of change, like, bigger than we've ever seen. I mean, that 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 outweighs the amount of money that Spartan Race has given out over the past like five years in just one year. So, um, I'm not going to tell. Tough mutter to stop because I definitely want to make some of that money. But uh, I think putting that big money down is going to bring in bigger athletes and it's going to bring more television in. And uh, they'll definitely make their money on the back end. So it's going to be pretty exciting to watch.
0: Now, I understand that they're planning on having a series the following year, 2018. Can you share any of that or is that still kind of hush-hush?
1: I don't know anything, to be honest. I, I I I get emails on a daily basis from random people all over the place being like, hey, Hunter, did you see this? And I'm always the last person to find out. Okay. So uh, I, I, uh, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I know that they've got optional eight regional events, and from there it's going to be um, one championship, which I think will probably have the same prize that you saw at uh, – Stuff Matter X this summer.
0: I saw somewhere posted just today that there is an event scheduled for the spring. Same format, same kind of cash prize. But then again, I don't know.
1: Really? Yeah. Well. Twenty-five grand.
0: That's what I understood, and I might be wrong, but I thought I saw it. So I don't want to speculate. It could be Looks just like jer- I'm not drinking.
1: <laughs> Looks like <laughs> I'm not drinking beer this winter. <laughs>
0: Okay, so let's talk about U.S. Championships. Yeah, yeah.
1: What are you thinking?
0: Well, I'm asking. You you showed up for U.S. Championships, and you uh, let's kind of walk me through it. What'd you expect? How'd it go? Let's talk to people. Tell people what happened. How'd Hunter do at that race?
1: Well. I, I would first off say that I'm super bummed that I ended up going because I I was supposed to be in Sweden with my good friend Rory racing on World Championships. Like, I had been putting in a lot of work to get ready for that. Um, I, I was really uh, – I was kind of heartbroken, but I'm really lucky that I had the opportunity to change things last minute. And, uh, you know, as Robert Killian would say, I came in on fresh legs. But uh, I I definitely had, I I came in not really training for obstacle course races at all. I was uh, just putting in a lot of volume on mile repeats and things like that, and I was doing a lot of strength training and swimming. And then three, two weeks before, three weeks before, I found out that I could change things, and I called Brett Stewart to find out if what was going on, what the race looked like, and I was still on the fence about it. And then I just went. I went and I struck. And, uh, you know, oddly enough, my legs are fast enough these days to run faster than Mark Bottres, who's a sub-220 marathoner, and run faster than Ryan Woods, who is a 1355 k'er. But But uh, I'm pretty sloppy on the obstacles. I, uh, I'm i slow. So I guess I just have been, I, I, between weightlifting and running, I, I need to really add that third piece of the puzzle, which is, being really proficient on obstacles. So um, the the sprint ended up being a tight race, and uh, the the long-distance course was really just a cross-country event. It was pretty impressive in the way that you had to be a freaking superstar runner where you had about a half mile to a mile in between each obstacle of really, really, really fast-paced running and from there uh you had to really control yourself and like get on these obstacles get off quickly and then get back to like a 5:15 to a 5:20 mile pace and uh there was a couple big big heavyweight obstacles in there that definitely played to my advantage but it was it was more of the uh I would say cross country runners race than anything so it was a really, really good fight between me and Mark Bottres. It was uh, fun for a while. First, it was Killian and I. It was like a race of all surges. It was like who had the balls for the first three three to four miles of race, and I let Killian just stay ahead of me, and I was waiting for him to pick up the first carry and get tired, and then Mark Bottres came out of nowhere and just flew past us. So I went with Mark Bottres and... Then he and I were just battling, and he had probably about a five to ten second lead on me on these trails. And then we ended up shoulder to shoulder by the time we got to this big carry. And uh, I maybe got 20, 30 seconds on him there. And I just, I, I had this strategy where I was like, I'm not going to let these guys see me by the next time they turn the corner. So I bolted as hard as I could out on one of these straightaways and cleared like another maybe good 15 seconds or so. Uh, And just held on to that until the finish of the race.
0: And so Batras came in second?
1: Batras came in second, but it was another really, really tight race.
0: Yeah. What was the difference between you and him in the finish? 30 seconds.
1: Okay. 30 seconds. I let go of my. I just stopped fighting really hard by the time. It had the same, like. Quarter mile to the finish line was the same quarter mile that you had in the 3 k as the 15 k So once I knew where I was, I just, I chilled out. And then, um, like an idiot, as you said, I ran Mount Baldy the next day. <laughs> and, um, yeah. man, I'm freaking sore.
0: Yeah, well, you never listen to me. You never do. You'll ask, but you don't listen.
1: I just want to know. I want to know your opinion. I want to know your opinion.
0: Well, I appreciate that. And you, then always you decide, well, it yeah. was, he doesn't know. He doesn't he doesn't get it. He doesn't understand this athletic body.
1: Well, well, look, I, just, I wasn't trying to show off or anything. I just wanted to get it out of the way and just kind of get test myself. I'm in good shape, so that's all I wanted to know.
0: You didn't race that race, though, right? You just ran it.
1: I just ran it. But last year I think I ran like a 108, 108 109, and... This year I came in at 120, and I, I really was I stopped at a lot of water stations and hung out with people and talked to people, so I would say I'm in relatively the same mountain climbing shape.
0: Okay. Wow. So that was yeah. uh, that was quite quite uh, a lineup. You came out of the Tough Mudder X, got paid well, went to U.S. Championships, got paid. Now we're looking at uh, World Championships going into Canada. Pretty excited about that. I know you love that format last year, short of making a few mistakes.
1: Yeah, besides my DQ and uh, basically another thing that DQ'd me from both races and then our big slip-up uh, with the judges at the, the team championships at the end, I probably had the worst racing weekend of my career. And uh, other than that, I was super stoked about it. Um, it is an amazing course, probably – the most diverse and exciting event of the year. Uh, as for just like, you know, I think World is Mudder is probably my favorite event to go to and have a good time. But as for like races where it's just getting downright crazy, um, it doesn't, it doesn't get much better than OCR world championships. So um, still have a big, big head on my shoulders. I, I think that I'm going to take down Alvin this, my, my next couple weeks in line. And uh definitely wanna burn down Atkins because he uh he got me he, he he got me good when I fell apart at the at the finish line. So I, I got uh two big targets that I'm going after. And uh other than that, man, like uh, Broken Skull Ranch is all done in film, so it was a really, really fun summer and I'm looking forward to having just a, a really intense five weeks ahead of me to see how the fall ends.
0: Five weeks. And then what happens? We're going to get a taper? We're going to get into this little recovery mode through the winter?
1: Well, based on what you just told me, I, I I got to get ready for TMX again in the spring, but I bet you I'll take the whole month uh I'll take I'll party pretty hard on Halloween and then I'll I'll probably get back to my to my fitness probably by Thanksgiving and I'll start working out again.
0: Is Halloween a favorite for you?
1: Yeah, man. Anytime I can dress up and get drunk at the same time is pretty much the best day ever. I
0: get dressed every day and get I, drunk. That's not a problem. I'm kidding.
1: Yeah, I, I, look, I'm a big, I'm a big believer in in letting loose in the off season in a way that you gain some weight and you and you chill out and you let your body just stop freaking grinding. I think athletes are way too kooky when they're like, man, it's you know, I got to get ready for next season. So they just start bulking on miles that aren't necessary. They start doing workouts that aren't necessary. They start fasting 16 hours a day to 20 hours a day to lose weight. And the next thing you know, by the time the first race comes, you, you've you lost half the hair out of your head. You can't have sex because you're just completely flatlined and, and you hate yourself.
0: We don't need that.
1: So if you listen to the no, if you listen to this podcast, I think everybody should take about two months two months off a year of where they're, they're kind of just chilling out and doing things you wouldn't, wouldn't normally want to do, and then you just kind of restructure yourself.
0: Yeah, well, I, I'm absolutely a believer in taking uh, some off-season, and I think you're right. I think a lot of people just feel the pressure that they've got to stay on top of it all the time, and they never get to be 100%. I just think that they're always living in that 70% realm. And Nick can't seem to figure out what it is that they're lacking, what's keeping them from that promised land. And commonly, it's because they, you know, it's garbage in, garbage out. They're just not giving themselves a chance to regenerate, and they're not putting enough intensity into the work because they can't regenerate. So I'm with you, and absolutely, I think a little alcohol now and then's probably better for you than not.
1: Yeah, I I I think booze is the ma- is uh is the magic bullet. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> Bourbon 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 and whiskey
0: to Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well when we went and watched that by the way, you didn't come watch that fight with us, which was a mistake. We had collectively between three I had bot- a
1: big party in my house.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Between three bottles of scotch, we were over a hundred years old in Scotch, in three bottles. Everything was uh thirty, thirty five, thirty five, 35, 35 so, yeah, seventy yeah, i was a hundred years old in three bottles of scotch. And I was visiting all three of them and just enjoying the way the fight shook out.
1: I thought it was an amazing fight, by the way. I
0: did, too. I did, too. And I, I know a lot of people were so bent on seeing McGregor take him down, and I just knew that was not going to happen. And I actually called the round. I called it to the round. I said it's going to be a 10-round uh, stoppage. And I was right. So there you have it. Hunter. Hunter. I'm going to see you this weekend for a clinic. By the way, looking forward to it. Looking I just forward. I just agreed to do another clinic in San Diego in November and agreed to do two clinics, one in Philadelphia and one in New Jersey in December and uh you know, here I thought I was winding down, birthday coming up, going to leave the country, go to Mexico and hang out a little bit. And here I am, I'm going to. I'm tripling up on my workload before the year's out.
1: I have to get better at going on vacations like you. Say what? I said I got to get better at going on vacations like you do.
0: Well, I haven't been on vacation really in a while, so I'm due. You should come. We're going to go down to this place in Mexico, it's a all-inclusive resort going to spend about four or five days there and and uh i'm going to get a chance to to spend a little quality time with my son i haven't seen him in a long time he's been you know defending our country forever and so he's he's agreed to come along and uh he's going to celebrate his father's 65th birthday
1: Nice. well after my last trip to mexico i'm never going back but uh other than that, I'll send you a nice bottle of whatever you like to drink, and we'll uh, we'll celebrate when you get home.
0: I think that's a great idea. All right, man. Well, look, uh, it's going to be a short little podcast. So all I wanted to do is catch up with you. I wanted people to get a chance to hear from you how uh, this is all kind of shaking out. And when is uh, when is the airing for broke? When's Broken Skull airing?
1: Broken Skull started filming, I think, uh, airing like September 10th or September 20th, and it airs all the way until December 19th. It's a freaking super long season.
0: Wow. Well, how many episodes is that going to be, do you know? Uh,
1: once a week for the entirety of the time. So, it's going to be some awesome, awesome, awesome uh, content. I couldn't be any more happy with the the way that they're starting to design the show to make it more exciting. And uh, I think everyone's going to thoroughly enjoy thoroughly enjoy the ass whooping that I put on some people and the ass whooping that people may have put on me.
0: Yeah. Um, by the way, I, I I told you just the other day, and I guess I've been ducking it, but I have to tell you I, I thoroughly enjoyed the way that Tough Mudder X kind of shook out. The, the preliminaries looked like you were jogging to the finish line and still had quite a – Quite a big distance on the rest. That was fun to watch.
1: Hey man, uh, I, I don't. I'm telling you right now, I only shaved up like 40 seconds or something like that from my first round to my second round, and I'm telling you, it was so much more painful. Like those, those seconds, they felt like you know, like hours. And uh, I thought, I thought I was finishing the race in under 10 minutes when I looked up at the clock, but it was still 12. So. I don't know why it felt so much more intense. I think it was probably just, the, just the, uh, the hype of everybody getting super excited to finish the thing. But I think Tough Mudder X is going to be the new future of our sport, and you will start to see a lot of exciting things coming off of it.
0: Since we're talking about Tough Mudder X, just let's talk about Tough Mudder for a second. I'm assuming that you have no interest in doing world championships. What do you think about uh, the field going into that? Do you think anybody's going to crack 110 miles?
1: If I were Tough mother I would design it just so that everyone could get really, really close, but couldn't actually physically pull it off. Um, but that'd be kind of unfair. I just, I think Adkins is the kind of guy who could go out and do almost anything if he if he set his mind to it. So, I'm not doubting him at all. I'm just more so doubting the fact that it would it would fork over that much dough. So I'm still, I'm still trying to figure stuff out with that. I, I don't know. It's going to be a really crazy race.
0: What do you think the women's field's going to look like?
1: Uh, I think if Stephanie is in good health, no one's going to come close. If she comes in a little bit unhealthy, then some dark horse is going to come and sweep the field.
0: Cool. So, Hunter, I'll see you this weekend at my clinic, and um, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think it's going to be fun. I know you told me you're, you're not planning on doing anything. But I'd like you to run with Blue a little bit. I think it'd be fun for you.
1: Well, if he's moving, then I'm moving. But um, usually I use, I use Sundays to rest and, and uh, you know, just take naps. But maybe you guys will get it out of me.
0: Do that Saturday. All right. All right, man. Thanks a lot. Well, friends, it's time to bring another show to a close. Be sure and tune in to us next week. We've got a lot of great content in store for you. I want you to tell your friends to check us out. You can always find us on Facebook. Simply go search the Natural Running Network. Drop us a message. I'd love to learn more about you and the things you do. And until then, you have an amazing day.